Hello, everybody. It's me, the host with the most, Sean. I'm accompanied today by my youngest brother, Trevor. Hello. And Jake. Tell him, Jake. What's that? Oh, I <laughs> hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> Jake's gone? Jake's not here. What just a hater. Like, just like the good old days. Feels feels more... Uh, this feels very first episode reminiscent. It does. It does. Uh, I realized, weirdly, it felt like that was a longer period, but we only did like six episodes, and we've done like 12 since. Yeah, we've definitely had Jake longer. Yeah, but it, for some reason that felt like... Just like dragged. Played a, yeah, it was so like, you know... No, let's not let's not praise Jake. Yeah, you're not, right. Yeah, no, a, you're right. This is a, well. Frankly, Trevor was nice, and I was like, "Hey, should we roast Jake?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "Okay, sick." It's because I was already prepared to do your opener. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I look forward to roasting Jake's film opinions. But you want to be better prepared to do so. I want to be better prepared to do so because <laughs> you really get to, at him. I want to do it right. Yeah. If you're gonna do something, do it right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Which is why Jake isn't here. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to do this episode right. <laughs> you know, and so with these two movies. He didn't deserve Clint. No. Jake is Jake is the opposite of George Clooney. Okay. Everything you like about George <laughs> We're just gonna dig in a dick Chari- even though Charisma. It's not. Charisma, charming. Gravitas. Silver Fox. Uh what have you? All of it. He's practically glowing. Anyway, today for our for our activity that trumped that trumped uh, the roast of Jake, which again we'll get to. Don't worry, we'll get to it. We wanted to. Trevor brought up a good point, and it's like, yeah, it's a good it's a good mechanism to like you know do a fun activity of like top fives or drafts or whatever, which are essential lead like other top fives. He's like, you know, we could just kind of like take a, like a, you know, a, a broader, take a chill pill, take a broader approach to our opening activity. And so I was like, oh yeah, I could just not do like top five actors or whatever I was going to do. Sure. And so we did three instead. So we did three. <laughs> and <laughs> well, no, because here's the thing. We're going to do more. My, my, my intention, and I might not have conveyed it well, so me and Trevor might be on two different wavelengths. Which could be Which is fine. Like, who cares? Doesn't matter. But I basically, my first thought was just like, okay, let's like, let's figure out why our favorite actors are our favorite actors. And so I was like, hey, pick three of them or something of your favorites and be like, okay, like, let's dig into like what their qualities are. Yeah. To like what the, makes them the great, you know, the great actors that they are. Trevor kind of, he was like, yeah, cool. And he's like, what if we kind of do a little bit of a profile? on them and i was like well if i'm in a profile so then i kind of shifted my thing and i don't know how much he shifted which is why i say we might be on different wavelengths but i was just like okay well i'm just gonna shift in profile one george timothy clooney just one person me that's what i'm gonna do but it makes sense because that's also like what the episode is so like i can go into a little more sure. into him specifically right. absolutely i i have three. whereas you can kind of yeah go if, through if we're running three. long i can trim it down but well, without Jake going on and on, on rambling about his I think, woke agenda, yeah, and making everyone <laughs> gay, it's like I think we should have plenty of time. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. He was gonna go through. I'm the thir- saying though, if you do have another one you want to tack on, that's fair. I just haven't done the research, you know. Sure, but he was gonna go through. I had a good joke. He was going to go through all 13 members of Ocean's 13 and say why they're gay or how they're gay. <laughs> he certainly was. <laughs> He certainly was. He was going to oh. say his favorite Ocean's movie is Ocean's 8, is what he's going to say. <laughs> Women. <laughs> Ask me if any of any of the actors I have are women. Nope. We'll do actresses another no, day. No, yeah, this specifically was actors. Actors. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely get to Men. It. Although, ironically, my favorite, probably favorite actress is also on this episode, too, with in George Clinton. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Michael Clayton, her being Tilda Swinton, right? But we'll get to we'll get to her. Um, do you want day. do you want me to do one of mine? I since want, I have three, I kind of want you to just kind of like 
I'll like ask questions or like yeah, play off of you. But like you do yours, and then I'll do mine, and that'll lead us okay. into our movies. Okay, I'm going first. Then I'm gonna go. This is in no particular order. I have three. Yep. I'm gonna go. Rafe finds. Nice. Rafe finds. He's an English actor. His full name is Rafe. Nathaniel Twizzleton. No, it's not. Wycam Fines. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That is. Let his me say that again. Given like God given. His name. real name is Rafe Nathaniel Twizzleton. Twizzleton? Wycam Fines. And I think that speaks volumes. That's like Dumbledore crap. No, that really is. And frankly, he's earned Orville, five more. names. I think. <laughs> um, he started out as a Yo. stage actor. Fair. Um, and I would have guessed that. Yeah, he started out, and he's very into Shakespeare. He knows Shakespeare. Fair. He's known as one of the more Shakespearean actors of today's like acting pool. He knows Shakespeare more than just about any actor in Hollywood. We need to get him in a good uh, adaptation. That one, so, uh, the one Coen Brothers one from a he, couple years ago. He did amazing. direct one film that's a Shakespeare that was based on Shakespeare. Um, and that's like his main directorial debut. He did a couple others, but they're not near as well known. He directed a movie called Coriolanus. Coriolanus. I guess it's based off a Shakespeare play. I know embarrassingly little about Shakespeare. Yeah, I definitely don't know the deep cuts. Like um, that. I know the. I know but the he directed it and starred in it himself. That's not very well known. That movie, at least. Um, but man, I just want to go base. through some of his roles. Yep. He started off with Amon Gut in Schindler's List. He didn't start off with that, but that was his that big was his, role. Like where where he broke into start. nominated for supporting actor with that one. And curious who won that year. If he if he was hard just nominated, to yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, very much. So he's a Nazi in the film. You hate him. You do. And he's just the worst. He's played some real villains, dude. Oh, and see now that's something. That's a common theme in his in his filmography and yet yeah anyway he's a great villain yeah i think any actor to be a good actor has to play you have to be able to play an excellent villain i I feel like a lot of actors you can root for him it takes a really great actor to just make you completely hate them i think yeah yeah and and also respect them at the same time and respect them and and ray finds nails it yeah and spoiler alert, my other do my other two are also in the same category. Is it because you're kind of a villain? I think yes. One word answer, yes. Okay, feels right. The English patient he was in next. He I haven't seen that one. That I haven't seen like it either. The only reason I'm sure. the only reason I'm mentioning it is because that's his other Oscar nom. I was gonna say, uh, didn't that win the best picture? Leading actor Oscar nom. It won best picture. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't win the. The Oscar, but he was nominated. Right. Interestingly enough, those are his only two nominations. That is a little surprising. I think he. I think. Ooh, especially with freaking Grand Budapest. He didn't get What's nominated. Happening? He did not get nominated for Best Actor, and it was a snub. Whoa. Yeah. Now, again, I'm curious what the noms were because, like, right. Whoa. I agree. So he moved on from English Patient to play Ramses in The Prince of Egypt, dude. So good, uh, dude. I almost want to like because we have that on our schedule. I think for like a like a year from now, yeah. I almost want to like play bump around it. and bump that up because I've just been feeling Prince. Prince of Egypt, Egypt is incredible. He also played. Ever heard of him, Lord Voldemort? Yeah. Here's think of thing. how much money he made from that. Oh, that's like his. That's most people. If you aren't into movies, this is absolutely the one you'll know him yeah. from. Oh yeah, Everyone. he plays Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. I think it does Dude. incredible. Oh, perfect! Yeah. What do you What do you want? They're not more? My, They're not my favorite movies, but it's not because of Voldemort. No, he does. Sure. He does great. It's because of Ginny Weasley. Ginny, she's a fine. She's the villain. A fine actress person, but my gosh, have some yeah. So have some panache. He played Lord Voldemort without a nose, despite having an iconic nose. Does have a good nose. Um. Anyway, that is interesting. He, I wonder what the process. He, another was there. incredible villain. So we've got. We've got three villains out of the four so far. Truly. The next one is the absolute opposite of a villain. You love him, and it's Monsieur Gustave in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Which is in my top five favorite movies of all time. And 
spoiler alert next week it's coming yeah it's coming next week um he's so likable so charismatic yeah that's so charming so funny so rude but in like a funny way in this movie yeah but and and he's just like so i wish i was rude in a likable way but i'm never rude i'm rude in a likable way you can be you can be um i think he's so good in the grand budapest hotel no, I think no, his, he's incredible. I think it's his best work. Well, it's kind of like a turn. Like you're, you're, you're just so used to him literally being mm-hmm. a Nazi or Lord Voldemort that you're like, right? You know. He then he played M in the 007 series. That you know that role is fine. He's not that huge of a role, but he yeah. does good. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I wouldn't just say to uh, mention stand his, out, but it's adequate. Right. Good, but he plays above average. He plays a sizable role in in the franchise. You yeah. Know, he's, anyway. Yep. Come here. And then the latest one I want to mention is Chef Slowick in the menu yeah once yeah. again com- completely Dude. steals the show and as a villain just horrifying and he's almost also, like a like a neutral villain he's like a calm collected villain yeah he's like but he's almost like it's all just like it's almost done it's like impersonal at what point is yeah what exactly at what point is it villainy versus just like justice or like you right. know what i'm saying Obviously, it's not the right thing. Right. To do, I but. think, yeah. I think all the things he did in all those movies are justified. All right? of them. <laughs> Yikes. Oof. Schindler's List. Oof. Um, it's crazy that you can come off of, go into Voldemort and be like, oh, this is a step down in my villainy. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> I'm going to take a step back and play Lord Yeah, I'm going to play someone who's a little more relatable and likable. Uh, the Dark Lord. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Ray People Fiennes. cannot say my name. Yeah, I think great, another great thing. Choice. Another thing that that I would say that goes into what makes an actor great. If I know that actor's in a movie, I like trust the movie. Yeah, I trust. I think his Ooh, I taste like of what he chooses to take part in. Yep, I trust that. You blindly walk into it and be like, yeah. And I feel that way about both of these other actors as well. Nice. And I think that's a quality that's important. Yeah, is like they don't. I'm sure they've had a lot of opportunities to be in other movies and they just choose to be in good ones. Yeah. They go banger, banger, banger. So, yep. So let's hear about your George Clooney fest. Well I, well, I was just thinking you just like do your thing. My other two? Just because mine will lead us into. Okay. I won't go as in depth because we're 12 minutes in. I was, yeah. You know, I was thinking a little shorter. Willem yours, Dafoe. But that's okay. Willem Dafoe. We're chilling. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Iconic villains. Man, you like interesting characters. I do like interesting characters. Willem yeah, Dafoe yeah. is from Wisconsin, which you would have never That's guessed. That's insane. He uh, seems you could, like I could have guessed 37 like South Africa states. before that. Um, and multiple countries. Yeah. He's a four-time Oscar nominee. Once again, never won. Interesting. But he's generally not like... That he's a supporting but although, actor. Supporting, yeah, you, I could see Seldom does he won. play the lead. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So he was Sergeant Elias in Platoon, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen Platoon either. That's um, another blind spot. He played Jesus Christ. And yep. the last temptation I of Christ. Scorsese. He a lot of so I mean, if you can go from playing Jesus Christ to the Green Goblin. Whoa. In Spider Man. Wow. Both the original and Spider Man No Way Home. He's so good as Norman Osborne. Yeah. In he Green is. Goblin. Yeah, he is. His eyes, dude. And his teeth. Norman's on sabbatical. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, that's some neat trick, that sense of yours. And just the way he talks. So he good. plays it perfectly. Yeah, back to formula. I could just quote him all day as oh, yeah. Green Goblin. No, he's yeah, he's great. so good. Yeah, I'd say top three comic book villains of all time, movie wise. Yeah, I could see Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe. He's just yeah. You can see the visual change when he's Norman because he's oh, like yeah. bipolar. No, it's and when insane. he's a Green Goblin, yeah, it's crazy how he can do that. He played Detective Kimball in American Psycho. He played Gil in Finding Nemo. Didn't know that off the top of my head. That's funny. At least five different roles supporting in Wes Anderson films. Yeah, yeah, he's crushing. He played it Thomas those. Wake in the white in the lighthouse. Yeah, he did. <sighs> yeah, he did. Just the scene dude. of his sea curse, dude. Yeah, and just his face and his teeth, yes. and his nose and his yes. scrunched up face. All of it. That is top three actor for me. Yeah, he's, he's crushing so it in good. that. Him, him, and Pattinson are just insane in that one. And once again, I Just trust his movies. He does great. Yeah. Nightmare Alley, I haven't seen, but everyone Bro, loves love it. it. Yeah, you'll love it. Um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Hopefully, Waluigi soon. Hopefully. We're, we're holding out. Holding out. 
my third is Leo. Wasn't he also in The Northman? He was. He yeah. was like the crazy so shaman cool. dad. Just or whatever. so cool. Awesome. He does yeah. great. He commits. Yeah. He's great. My third one's Leo DiCaprio. Nice. Yeah, sure. He's creepy. He dates women that are 18 and he has, well, you know. I don't care. Name an actor. Who Literally does. don't care. Six time Oscar nominee. Yeah. He's yeah. he's more on like the other two are like char- like characters or like, yeah, you know, Just, they, you know, they fun some, picks. But like Leo's A list, A plus, you know. Few are on par with Leo as yeah. far as repertoire and just what he's profile contribution yep. to to Hollywood to cinema. Yep. This guy's from L.A. He was born in Los Angeles. Born in the business. He was born to play Gilbert his, Grape. Right, Gilbert Grape. He won one Oscar. It took a while. Everyone, you know, someone's really good when like they're like, did he finally get his yeah, Oscar? It's like, where is the where is his at? Yeah, um, got it for the Revenant, right? Later on, Revenant. So yeah. he starts out with you know he has a bunch. He's got Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, he plays Jack Dawson in Titanic. Yeah, one of my favorites is Frank Abagnale Jr. in Catch Me If You Can. Yep, Billy Costigan in The Departed. Jeez, dude. Teddy Daniels in Shutter Island. Jeez, dude. Don Cobb in Inception. Jay Gatsby in Great Gatsby. Calvin J. Candle in Django Unchained. No. Jordan Belfort in The Wolf of Wall Dude. Street. Rick Dalton in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. This Which guy, has become a five star for me, by the this way. This guy recently. is cracked, as the kids say. He is cracked. Yeah. If you're talking like you're you're talking like bangers and we're talking like Northman, Nightmare Alley, you know, which are great. Right. F- sure. Certified bangers. Right. But no. But you just went through a name like insane movies we're talking tarantino we're talking spielberg we're talking scorsese, scorsese everywhere we're nolan in, yeah he's dude yes Nolan. cameron james yes cameron. nolan can't like you just named the like the five the top filmmakers titans of of our time and he's a common thread yeah and he's got another scorsese coming this fall killers of the flower I'm moon dying to see it um boy does he play a villain yeah. Django unchained i hate him yeah. so much yeah and just Wolf of Wall Street. The little bastard he is in Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, the dude. worst. But how likable he is in Catch Me If You Can, yeah. even though he's like a bad guy. Like, well, like, in Titanic, he's, not, he's Titanic, like the most like, the heart charismatic throb. person on the he's, planet. He's drawn Kate Winslet naked. Yeah. People are dying to go see the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don Cobb Inception. <laughs> like, he played that so well. He's an action star. He can do it all. Yeah. He's one, interestingly, he doesn't do animation. I don't know if that's a personal boundary because I'm sure he's been asked on multiple. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I think it's because his voice is just kind of a normal voice. Like, I don't <sighs> see him doing any. I know. I, yeah. I, like, could he do it? Yes. Yes. But, but well, he's too good of an like, actor. Why? He's yeah. just like, I'd rather be seen because I'm so good. Yeah. I, is it arrogant? I don't know. I love animation. Probably so is. I kind of hate it. But, but I'm but okay. Also, I'm okay with it. Be arrogant. You're freaking Leonardo DiCaprio. It's Leo, dude. Date 25 year olds and under. And don't be an animation animation. Don't look it's up something you don't. Yeah, yeah. Sean hated that one, but he did good in it. No, he did. Yeah, no. His sweaty face when he's on camera. But it's C tier Leo. Sure. C tier, maybe B tier for Leo. Well, yeah. Look, okay. think of the ones you just named. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. C tier yeah, yeah, act yeah. like, but for him, right? The tiers are it's it's only S and A yeah. tier for him. But anyway, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. And, and the honorable mention, I'm not going to go into him. Christoph Waltz. I think he needs to put more out there before he can be up yeah. there for me. But in the few things I've seen him in, incredible as a villain once again, but also so likable. Just the the two Django Unchained and um and Inglorious Bastards. Just the I watched those back to back break just absolutely like whiplash with how insanely different he is in those two. Yeah. Yeah. I love Christoph Waltz. Yeah. I want to see him in more, Powerful. and I think he'll be a more household name, hopefully, if he can continue getting great roles. Yeah, he did. You know, he did the um, the Bond film, which was good, but not. Yeah, he, he wasn't um, as good as I want to say Anton Sugar. What's his name in real life? Uh, what? Nope. Uh, I, I don't know. <sighs> Anton Sugar. You know, No Country for Old Men. Javier Bardem, not as good as him in that, but right. but you know, followed it fine. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to future roles from him as well. So those are my picks. Those are your picks. I'll say Great my, actors. I'll say my picks, but I'm only going to profile um, Clooney. Clooney. 
That's fine. But my picks are, and I have to still decide who is actually my favorite between Ethan Hawke. Um, Incredible. Brad Pitt. Right. And and our boy Clooney. Yeah. And if I was profiling Brad Pitt, his is like, his is like not quite, his is not quite like DiCaprio. Leo. But it's like a hair below, but more like more volume. Yeah. More he hits. has so many. Like yeah. so many. He's got quantity. Um, Ethan Hawke, you know, being a little lower on the, on the, like not as many people just, he's not a household name like everyone else, but, but I love everything a gripping he does. Actor, yeah. I love everything he's ever Once done. Once again, a trusted, if yeah. he's in it, you'll yeah. like it. Yes, exactly. Yep. Clooney. George Tell Timothy. me about George Clooney. Clooney. George Timothy Clooney. Born in, just kidding. I'm not going to just read his, read his Wikipedia, but one thing I thought that was super interesting about him is just like. We talked about Leo and like Gilbert Grape, and I'm pretty sure he was in like TV shows when he was like six or whatever, like very young. Clooney broke onto the scene like he was doing some stuff in his 20s or whatever. But ER, which is really what made him into anything, really was he was 34. The guy has any movie you can think of. He's got gray hair. Yeah, I can't imagine just a dark. No, it's weird looking. There's a picture right here that is him when he was young. There's him now Uh Um, right there. That's like that's ER. not George Clooney. No, ER George Clooney is barely George yeah, Clooney. It, though, yeah, he started late, which is inspiring. Which is super. Yeah, I'm I'm turning 32 next Monday. Clooney up. I could Clooney up. He didn't do so. His first. <laughs> I could Clooney up. I could Clooney up. I don't want to act particularly, but let's see. He did. He did like Oh Brother Where Art Thou in 2000. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me pull up his letterbox now that I'm. Oh, yeah. So he did From Dust Till Dawn, which is Robert Rodriguez, um, which is somebody who works uh, closely with Tarantino. So it's very like if you watch it, it's very Tarantino-esque, especially because Tarantino is in it. But I want to say Tarantino also wrote it. I could be wrong. On Tarantino that. X is one of them. Wow. Producer writer. Yeah. So Tarantino is the producer writer and an actor in it. And so it's a very Tarantino. That's film. a dark haired Clooney. And that's still dark haired Clooney. And it, and it's like, it's like, whoa. And it's a weird, it's an interesting role for him. So that's like his first thing that was in 96 and he was yeah. born in 61. He was 35 in his first real like star role in a movie. Um, Dang. And then, yeah, then it was like, but, and so, uh, so his like it's like yeah again if we're talking like Leo and other like his isn't as quite as many like bangers and and he's the opposite of your kind of something that was a qualifier for you which is like everything needs to be good honestly Clooney's like he's probably batting like four hundred like he's right. only like he's got Tomorrowland he's got so many of those though like if like I have of his like he's fifty sixty movies three. right. Of his like fifty or something on on Letterbox, there's only like fifteen that that qualify for like three and a half or above that are popular, right? And so there's just really not like a whole ton of him out there. And sadly, I should have. I, I this week has been a busy week for me, and so I haven't been able to watch as many movies. Dive into Clooney as I should have, would have, could have, because I'd like to see it. You know, anywhere from the Clooney tunes. Like yes, yeah, yes. I'd like to watch the Clooney tunes. There's like, you know, four to six movies that I'd like to see that I just kind of haven't. Yeah, you haven't seen Ides of March? I haven't seen Ides of March. I haven't seen The Descendants. But the ones that are the three and a half or above, I have seen, you know, that he plays a prominent role. Right. Um, but Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is the first one that he does that is mm. just incredible. Didn't you say it was Ian's favorite movie? Or your it is my brother-in-law Ian's favorite film. It's yeah. so good. The song is, the songs are fun. The acting from him is hilarious. We're in a tight spot. He's so funny. And he's, and he's, he's George freaking Clooney. He's great. Then we go into oceans, which we're going to talk about at length. I mean, I'm a, I'm a humongous fan of all three. I don't know how in the world everyone watches 12 and 13 and doesn't think just <laughs> as highly. They're amazing. I didn't watch them this week again because I've been not watching sequels just so I can be very focused on the original. I haven't seen but either holy sequel. Cow, you I haven't should. seen them? I've seen the first one. That's it. Dog. That's what I should have really done Yeah, week. you should have done but, that. Come but on. I, I was watching other stuff. Come on. No, listen. No, it's okay. But you should because they're just... Like, yeah, I'll watch If them. you liked 11, it's like, you, dude, I promise you. Just more like heists. This. More heists. What do you want? With similar characters, like most of the same characters doing similar things in different places. I can dig it. It's amazing. I can dig it. Then comes, I'm just, so again, I'm just hitting the bangers. Um, Then comes Michael Clayton in 07. Never heard of it. 
Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. Uh, uh, nominated that? for best actor in that one. I'll talk about oh, some more really? accolades to that movie a little later when we get into it. Yeah, so freaking good. We're gonna talk about it. Burn after reading. So so funny. funny. Coen Brothers again. Um, who did the? Over I the love Lara, Burn Lara after Cal. reading. I love I love his vibe with Soderbergh, and I love his vibe with um, with the Coen Brothers. Like that's like my favorite. Type who did of Soderbergh? Movie. That's Oceans. That's Oceans. And it's just like you know, quick and and him just being charismatic and and great dialogue and right. so on and so forth. Um, but then Coen Brothers are just funny in their own right, kind of quirky, kind of interesting, and and for him to work with them is always a a, a joy. So yeah, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Burn After Reading, amazing. Can I tell you something that makes you something. mad? Sure. I hated Gravity. I know. Yeah, that's kind of the last really you know big one that he's done. Um, I liked it. It made me dizzy. Is that George Clooney's fault? Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't mind his character, but I just didn't care for it. I really... <laughs> no, <laughs> it insists upon itself. It kind of does, but I liked it. Yeah, if if it makes you dizzy, that's tough. But like, um, I thought it was. I thought that both him and Sandra Bullock. I thought their characters. I don't know. It was kind of. I really, I really, I really liked it. I liked yeah. their characters. I haven't seen the Descendants, like I said, and then. One uh, I really liked Up in the Air. That was a good one as well. I thought Ticket to Paradise was fun, even though you you know it's a, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun. I movie. thought it was really fun and yeah, enjoyable. It's exactly what you want it to be. It's a rom com. Yeah, with funny but situations. It's not, it, it, it doesn't elevate, but but it's no. it's fun. It's fun. And then I can't I can't you know I can't skip over a very important one. His greatest is, role. I don't know if it's his greatest role. But it's Trevor's favorite of his roles, obviously. Fantastic Mr. Fox. So many good lines. Of course, he didn't write it, but it's like his delivery is amazing. My gosh, it's a, it's it makes that movie. If that's not George Clooney, literally his He's, his like gravitas, yeah, he did great. Then then it's not what it is. Even these apples are fake, but at least they've got stars on them. But here's the thing. I don't know if it's his tone is great. Like it just, he has a very good, like good deep voice or whatever, but his delivery in every single one of these movies makes the, every line, like his line reading is way, way, way good. He's very good at talking. Yeah. You just want to listen to him. Yeah. And so when he's somebody like an, uh, like a Danny ocean or, or a Mr. Fox, maybe that's how you could Clooney up. Ooh, just, just try talk to talk better. more like him. I do need to. I'm not eloquent. I say like a lot. I uh, I ramble on. I mumble. Right. I'm pretty much the opposite, uh, like verbally. Right. At, from him. So yeah, I do because I kind of. I, I, I you know what? I'm I'm not gonna say I have a bad voice. I have a, I have a good voice. No, I'm just saying. But I have. I don't talk like him, and I Inter- wish I could. Interestingly That's enough, what I gotta do. He's kind of monotone in that he does kind of. He never has like. He's never yelling. He's very no. seldom yelling. Like he has. Even like, I am Shiva, the god of death. He's saying he that. Says that. He's pointedly, a, yeah. but not like, yeah, you're right. His, uh, his kind of keeps it with range the same, is very minimal. He says everything like this, but it's great. I'm, I'm George Clooney. Yeah. And that seems like it's like, he's just like, Honey, some that's great like news. yeah, some like beefcake, like dummy, but he's just really not like it. It, it comes charismatic. off interesting and charismatic and hot. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure is, is uh, Sarah in love yes. with him? Yeah. Sarah likes Clooney. Yeah. How can she not? If she loves older men, he's like the poster child for older men. Yeah, he's men. a silver fox. He has been his entire, yeah. like we said, his entire career. Yeah. That's all we know. Burst on the scene at 35. Who's doing that? Not me. Maybe. I what don't was know. It, man, how, how would it be to just be like, see this 27 year old Clooney and be like, shouldn't you? Be like, who is that guy? Shouldn't you be in movies? Like, what are you doing? Why is your hair so black? <laughs> Anyway, maybe, maybe your hair will go extremely gray within two it, years. It's like gray and pretty good. It is gray. And he was still dark at that. But like, I think by the time I think I'm following a Clooney trajectory hair wise, which right. is actually like a pretty cool thing for me. Yeah, I think that's, that's I'm going to age well into that, I think. And then, yeah, my voice, like I got it, but I just got to get the wording and like the tone down. I right. get there. You'll you as the listener and you, Trevor, will will will, uh, you know, over time be able to hear that on this pod this You'll is start my, sounding like this Clooney. is my way to get that to happen Does that kind of work yeah it's I, i'll work on my Clooney. Yeah. george Clooney, two of the two of my favorite movies these are like two of my top 30 movies that we're going to go into let's do let's do let's go in order of his um chronological or yeah so let's do let's do um oceans oceans first. let's do oceans first oceans 11 
Ocean's, what was that one? What did your friend say? So Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> so I watched this film in Tennessee with a bunch of friends. We were on a trip there. We watched it in a cool theater room. It was great. If you have a theater room, I highly recommend watching Ocean's Eleven on it. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to insert really quick. Pr- prior to this week, the last time I watched it was in a hot tub on a projection screen. She with with my again cool trevor i bring him up regularly these days uh it was a joy a true joy to watch a movie that i like go i go from like pool to hot tub and like just and it was just Ocean's amazing Eleven. Watch you're Ocean's going Eleven. to ocean to ocean ocean to ocean to watch ocean um, it was amazing but yeah we were watching it in tennessee and my friend she's like oh, okay like i really like that it's it's kind of like a slow burn <laughs> Is what she said. A slow That's burn. Crazy. Like it's Nomadland. <laughs> yeah, crazy This take. is a heist film. This it's like immediate. They're like, hey, let's get the gang together. We're Oh, we're six minutes into the movie. The gang and is getting together. And it's just like insane back and forth dialogue and scheming and execution of the yeah. plot. Yeah. No, I actually. <laughs> that is a, a cracked take. Her name is Becca. Shout, shout out, out to Becca. Shout out, Becca. It's a bit of a slow burn. That's so funny. Um, That's my favorite comment that I've seen about this movie. I remember hearing about Ocean's Eleven, thinking it was like a documentary about what I thought at the time were the eleven oceans of the world. Because <laughs> when did Tough this come take. out? Two thousand one. Yeah, you were three. So yeah, when I'm like six years old That's and I good. hear That's someone say Ocean's Eleven, I'm thinking, oh, there's eleven oceans, which there's not. It's it's oh it's it's oh one or like two thousand to like two thousand six or five. That that is where you and I like is I'm like I have to like take a step back and be like dog we are on a different like f- life trajectory because I'm like what do you mean you didn't like watch oceans in like as a junior high student you know like right. in theater you know or whatever so anyway I think let's let's give a real like, real quick synopsis oh yeah oceans eleven let me just read what's on letterbox I like it are you in or out question mark so good. Less than 24 hours into his parole, charismatic thief Danny Ocean, a.k.a. George Clooney, is already rolling out his next plan. Slow burn. In one night, (laughs) in one night, Danny's hand-picked crew of specialists will attempt to steal more than $150 million from three Las Vegas casinos. But to score the cash, Danny risks his chance of reconciling with his ex-wife, Tess, played by Julia Roberts. I mean, it's it's a straightforward. This is a, a heist. heist film. What are we what are we doing here? It's a guy who says, ste- he's stealing from a casino. Yeah, and with a group of people. And I I was thinking about it. The best heist films: mm-hmm. Fantastic Mr. Fox, number one. Better than Ocean's but if Eleven. If I wasn't, if you weren't you, if I wasn't me. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven would be number one. Then yeah. maybe like Italian job. Italian job right there. Like, yeah, that's one I was thinking of too. I'm like, yeah, pretty decent job. Inside Man's pretty cool. It's like a different um, thing. But it's just movies. So movies are made to entertain you. And like, yeah, it can move you. And sometimes I do both. This movie, it's not going to make you cry. Like, that's not what its goal is. I don't think. Its goal is to entertain the heck out of you. To just... It's just a really fun story, and I just think it like don't overthink. Does it make movies. you laugh? It makes me laugh. No, yeah, it makes you but feel. But it doesn't make me cry. It's from the movie. Wow, that's crazy. The first actually. time I had a quote. Yeah, look at that. Look <laughs> at Sean quoting a film. Anyway, who'd have thought? Not me. Not um, me. No, yeah, it's just like this is this is like this is the movie. It's not like a dumb movie. I'm just no. saying, don't overthink it. Like you don't know. Like it's a great. This isn't like some film. art house. Like you're trying to figure, it, and then it's no. like, oh, and then they have this very dark thing that, oh, and they have this past oh, where the, the twist. Blah, but it's like, no, he wants to get his girl back and steal money from the guy who took his girl. And I want to watch that. And I want to watch that. Else? And I want to get the gang let's, together to do that. Let's talk about the gang. The gang is insane. The gang this has cast George is like Clooney. Wes Anderson like. Yeah, the the cast has George Clooney at the helm. Matt Damon, dog, as a petty thief. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt as like his <laughs> his right hand man. Yeah, Julie Roberts as his ex wife. It's got Andy Garcia as the perfect casino owner. Perfect. He does great. Terry Benedict is mm-hmm. his character. 
and then it's got you know the 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 Utah Twins. We get Utah representation in the film. There's a literal scene in this film in Provo, Utah. It's amazing. You know, shout out, shout out to Utah. Kind of funny, and it's and they're hilarious the entire Bernie Mac. All three movies they are so funny, so good. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, R.I.P. One of the funniest, just like humans. Like so I'm not good. even saying there's like there's some stand up that I like better or whatever or like you know certain things, but just like everything he's His ever existing. said or done is hilarious. The way he acts and he's perfect in this movie. Don Cheadle, shout out the the explosions guy. Explosion demolition expert. Yep. And my personal, not my favorite character because I think it'd be Frank Ocean. Not Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean. Hey. Shout out Frank Ocean. Shout out to Frank. Danny Ocean. Lost. Um, my Lost personal favorite character, I think, is Elliot Gould. Ruben Tishkoff. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's so man. funny. He's so Just funny. Just with a fatty, stogie cigar yeah, in and his, his mouth. Like his, his, like, his silk open robe. button. Yeah, yes. His robe. I want that vibe. More than I want to be George Clooney at 35, I want to be Saul at 65. Yeah. Is it Saul? No, it's Ruben. No, it's I'm Ruben. referring to the Sorry. other guy. But Saul's the, older, the other old guy who's also so dead. So Sorry, good. I mixed up their names. Ruben is who I want to be. Yeah, I mean, Saul would be the great, The guy too. who has money, who funds it. He's so funny. Yeah. His, his lines throughout are great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just so. And he's just like loud and just yeah. fun. Yeah, it's a great crew. And then you have uh, I, I don't know his name. Maybe I'm the most racist person on the planet. But like the like Asian dude who just like jumps and. Does oh yeah, he's not in my. Stuff. He's not a well known actor. It's fine. Right, but he's one of the thirteen or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, and it's just like it's just so much fun. Everyone's playing their role. The, the just the execution on the plan is so fun. I agree. And the line again, the the line reading. It's just amazing. I think so. I think the way that they shot, like the, mm. the whole timing of like everything, kind of like how they explain the execution and it's like going on. I just feel like it's very well pieced together in an entertaining way to like kind of come to the to the end climax mm-hmm. of the film. Yep. And I don't think it bores you with the plan either. Right. It's you a know? slow burn. A bit of a slow burn. No, but the plan, like you can get like caught up in your own, like you could get, make this too complicated or there right. are some, there's, there certainly are some movies that even that I like that I'm like, so what, like Tenet's a, an example. It's not the same. They're not doing the same thing, but it's just like, this is a cool movie. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> this yeah. is never your, it's not holding your hand. It's not like you don't feel like it's just like spelling it out because right. it's, you're still like surprised. How Discovering it things. Yeah. You're, you're still along the way. But it is very clear. What's like you're, you're just like okay, yeah, like let's go. Yeah, it's easy to follow, but also f- fun to follow. It's yeah, not so easy. F- the fun twists and turns yeah. are are right. yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I feel like any critique I have about this film, uh-huh. so I I'm gave cu- it a four. I'm, and I'm and curious, half. yeah. Um, I feel like. How do I even explain it? It it gets to the point where with like the casino owner, mm-hmm. I feel like like he does he did a great job, and there's like back and forth. You don't like I Terry Benedict? He does good, but I feel like um, I want to. I would bring him up a little. Okay. I would want him less likable. Not even less likable, because maybe even more likable is the word. I want to mm. almost be like feeling for him, because you don't feel for him at all. No, you're not. He's just cold and cold and kind of one. Calculated, yeah. But if he was like a little more like, like if it went into like his who's failing, a character like who's a character from another? Do you not have anyone in like? I'm trying to mind? just. I just feel like sometimes when there's like a villain of a show, or like, you want Lord Voldemort in this spot. Yeah, I want Ray Fiennes <laughs> to play him because then we would like him. Yeah. So I guess that's what it hmm. is. I think it's it's too easy of someone to just like okay discard. I think that's, that's fair. That would be my thing. I'll allow that. That's what I was thinking. Is I want to like kind of feel for him. Like dang, that would suck. But I don't. Which is fine, but it would be kind of fun to throw in a little bit of like likability with that character. Okay, to, just That's so fair. that because I don't believe Julia Roberts would go after him. That's I think also part of it. That's fair too. Yeah, that he her, has no real charisma. He has nothing to offer as far as emotionally. 
No, yeah, it's just. And all I don't stability. think she's that shallow. No. And so, like, like you know, she does go from like someone who is the opposite of stability to stability. So right. I can see, like, in that sense. And he has a lot of money, so it's like okay. So there's go. my one little thing. I gave it a four and a half. It takes a lot for a five for me. Yeah. But like, that's just I was trying to think of like what I could. Yeah, heard. like that'd why? be kind of nice. No, that's fair. I don't think he did a bad job. If anything, it's maybe the director's decision. Like they didn't want him to be likable at all. Yeah. I just I kind of because personally I kind of like that I hate him. I think you're spo- like I hate. I hate Thanos, right? But I Same. still like him. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I think Voldemort. I think that's where I'm kind of at with Terry Benedict. Although I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see like oh yeah his side. But other than just like he. I don't know. I don't really have. I don't know. Reason. That's and just it, my yeah, only. No need to get too hung up on it. I get it. It's not your favorite movie on the planet, and that's okay. It's really good. Yeah, that would just be a fun. That's just Trevor's suggestion. No, that's fine. I've noticed recently that I've really like given a lot of like my five star like punch and like giving it that that like r- like raising it up the rankings. For movies, this is like the perfect example of movies that I've been elevating recently, which is just like you, kind of what you were saying, just like a movie that is perfectly like executing on what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of like Aliens, another one where you watch Alien. It's like you show up on this planet. The alien's there. He gets on the ship. It's crazy. It's like there's not a whole lot like it's not like this crazy twists and turns. It's just doing the thing and it's doing it perfectly. Yeah. And so when when I hear, oh, this is a, a heist film featuring some of the best actors of their time at their best, in my opinion, very witty, very charming, very quick, very, and then the, a fun story, quick 90, or I don't know how long, feels like a quick 90, I don't know yeah. how long the movie is, and uh, it's doing the thing so perfectly, add on top of that my love for two of the, the leads, yeah. add on top of that... Um, uh, the rewatchability of this movie. Very rewatchable. It has gone from just like, I remember, I think the very first time I just like quickly went through my rating ratings on Letterboxd, I bet I gave it like a four stars just because like, yeah, this is a great movie. Come on, like, what are we talking about? And then to rewatch, I'm like, oh no, this is like elevated version of that. So I'm like, okay, four and a half. And then I was like, okay, oh no, wait, what am I doing? Like, I love this movie. It's a five. Yeah. And now it's like number, like it, I should make it number 11 because that would, That'd be awesome. It's in that. It's in my top fifteen for sure. Yeah, put it in the eleventh. I might as well put in the eleventh. It's my eleventh favorite movie because it just does every single thing right for me. And so I'm just like, what am I? What am I? What am I dinging this for? I love every moment of this. I love all the. It has Matt Damon as the third. You love to watch Ocean's Eleven. I do. He loves it. I do. I've watched it. I, it's one of my most watched films too. Like I've probably seen this movie 10 times, 12 times, which is a lot for like, if you think of your life and how many times you actually watch a movie, that's a lot of times. And for me to enjoy it as much as I did, even just, you know, two nights ago, throwing it on, it's just like, man, I love this movie with all of my soul. You want some fun facts about it? I do. The entire cast worked for less than their usual budget in order because they liked, oh, they wanted to be in it. That's amazing. Number two. The Bellagio actually let the crew tap into their security system Dude, to get they real surveillance of the casino. What if they actually would have performed a heist fact, while doing? They actually stole from the. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, also, the cast they would gamble during off hours. Like they would get together and actually like gamble in the casinos. And it says while there's a disagreement between who won the most, George Clooney says Matt Damon won, and Damon says Brad Pitt. Clooney managed to lose 25 hands of blackjack in a row. So they were just gambling. Jeez. Clooney probably lost how more fun? money yeah. than he did to make the film. Oh, dude. Um, anyway, there's some fun facts for you. Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun facts. I wish just like Mitty, Mitty redid a movie from like the 50s. This is a remake from around that time as well. And I wish I would have watched that one in preparation for this as well. Um, but it had like the Rat Pack. This is like mm. it was your boy, uh, your boy Frank Sinatra was like the lead in it. I'm curious how good of a movie it was. Interesting. Anyway, so that's another fun fact about this movie. Um, anyway, I freaking love it. It's just a true joy. Matt Damon's part um, was originally gonna be meant for Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg, but, he, but, but Wahlberg turned down the role to star in Planet of the Apes in 2001. Oof, tough. Yeah, that's not a, a, not a great version of those. That not a great plan. 
Not a great planet of the apes. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, I'm trying to think about anything facts. else that I just like had to say about it. I don't think so. It's just the best. Just a great. Just uh, once again, quick plug for number 12. They go abroad and it's freaking dope. Same. One of the same bad guys in there. Another is the guy heist. from is the guy from freaking Black uh, Swan. The French guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Doing great. I love him in that movie, too. But He's you're good. seeing these beautiful European vistas. Uh, and, you know, they're stealing so like Do art. they add two more, I'm assuming, to the crew to make it 13? Or 12? Oh, that's 12. They have that's one more? 12. I can't. I, They'd have to, I, right? I'm sure they probably do. Or the, I guess it's. Because it's, oh, it's 11 yeah. in the first one. Yeah. And then 12, 13. Right. I would assume they just add one more person. Yeah, or is it I'm, just I'm assuming. I, I, I don't. It's I not the 11th movie. It's it. kind of hard to like. I hadn't thought about they it. They better add one I more. I think they do. Why is it called Ocean's 12? They've got it. Again, I didn't rewatch them this week or else I would have that ready. So, really so 12, 13, they come back and they're doing. Yeah, it. what's it in 13? They're doing three at a time. Like where? In, in Vegas again? I think so. I think it's like. They're they back in Vegas. Yeah. Jeez. And it's amazing. And uh, Terry Benedict's like involved really i want to say, or am i mixing up 12 and 13 anyway freaking 13 i'm pretty sure 12 is the europe one yeah 12 is europe one i just can't remember if terry benedict's involved in that one but oh, i'm pretty okay. sure he's not and i'm pretty sure in 13 it's like benedict's back but he's kind of like part of it hmm. not like super part of it but like you know involved in the 13 he might be the number 13 you know what I'm right saying? all great love them all please watch, watch and them subscribe oceans 11 is very fun yeah you, you won't i'd probably like recommend this, this one just for anyone, because it's really fun and just yep. a classic movie. Yeah, this is a movie. This isn't cinema. Maybe, I don't know, Tashaun it is, but it's a movie. It doesn't even have to be. It's, it's a, a capital movie. M Capital movie. M movie. You're going to the movie theater. You're chowing you're loving popcorn. It. Yep. This you, is a movie. You're going to come out entertained. If you're not entertained, we're going to go we see a movie on Friday. Yeah, this is a movie. Yeah. And I love it. The best, like, like I said, the best version of that. And I've been, like I said, elevating that version. Michael Clayton. Trevor, Michael. Michael Clayton. I was hoping. What is that? Michael Clayton. Never heard of it. <laughs> this is another one. What was the other one where I was just Dr. Like, Strange Love? No. Well, I love that one too. There was another one since then that I was like, man, I just wish you guys would have caught my vision. Doesn't matter. Caught your vision? Oh, like gave it five stars? Yeah. I gave it four. No, no, I know. No, I know. But but I'm not. No, you're Fast right. and Furious was the other one recently where I was sure. just like, I love this movie with my whole soul. So I had to defend it for like, that one's more like, I don't have to defend you it. You don't have Michael to defend Clayton. it. Michael Clayton is superb. I watched Michael Clayton. And what I thought during watching it is I'm watching Michael Clayton. You know, <laughs> and I you thought were. multiple times throughout the movie. Michael I'm Clayton. watching Michael Clayton. I just want to say Michael Clayton so many times. What is it about the name Michael Clayton that makes you want to say Michael Michael Clayton? Clayton. Because I agree with you. You can't call him Michael. He kind of, it shockingly somehow, like, as much as George Clooney is George Clooney and you want to say George Clooney, he's Michael Clayton. Danny Ocean is another one, and Michael Clayton are like, he somehow, like, supersedes his own George Clooney to be Michael Michael Clayton. Clayton. (laughs) I think it helps that the movie's called Michael Clayton. Say Michael Clayton again. Michael Clayton. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm gonna but read. I'm gonna read this. Read the synop. Michael Clayton is a 2007 American legal thriller film written and directed by Tony Gilroy in his feature directorial debut. Didn't know that. That's crazy. Starring George Clooney, uh, Tom Wilkinson, Tilda Swinton, and Sidney Pollack. C- Clooney plays lawyer Michael Clayton who discovers a cover up over the effects of toxic agrochemicals. So, and I think there's, let me, let me read the other synopsis. That was, that was like the Wikipedia. I want to read the other one just to, um, the one on Letterboxd to then, uh, where is it? There is it. There it is. A law firm brings in its fixer to remedy the situation after a lawyer has, has a breakdown while representing a chemical company that he knows is guilty in a multi-billion dollar class action suit. Anyway, so it's kind of a legal thriller, but not really. You're not in the courtroom. I was going to say, there's no, literally no litigation of any courtroom kind. scene. Yeah. There's no. He works for a law firm as, as a fixer. As a fixer. A p- former former lawyer, now fixer, which is somebody who literally just comes in when like Ish is hitting the fan. When he just has to take care of whatever it is. he has to take is. care of whatever He's it is. He's a janitor. Yeah. That's the word he uses. Oh. 
I don't know why that role specifically draws like me so into this. Like I'm like, dude, that is so cool. Anytime he's explaining what he's doing when he shows up to do his job, yeah. I'm just like, there's no one cooler on the I planet. I thought this than movie would be extremely different and more lawyery, but it was not at all. Yeah, it's not. It's fixery. It was really <laughs> so Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, let, let me kind of get some of your like initial thoughts before I just like attack. I thought the writing was very good. Yep. And I enjoy writing. Yeah, you do. Um, it was interesting just as the movie went on, like, just what it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, like I said, just very different than what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And in a pleasant way, because I was just ready for, you know, he's a kick-ass lawyer. And yeah, really which well-spoken. there's good ones there's out there. There's great, yeah. But... And I just thought it'd be like George Clooney being a well-spoken lawyer the whole Which movie. he would crush. Which he would crush. Yeah. But I'm glad it wasn't that because I feel like it was more of like just the like like it really well described people who are very married to their career mm-hmm. and just like the sad, honestly sad reality of many people's lives of just how their career is their life mm-hmm. and his family is just completely on the back burner and it's really mm-hmm. sad, but also just so compelling just to see how tiring and just how just constant it is in his life just on his mind just finding a way to solve this problem and then with the twist spoiler alert uh, i mean i think i'm fine to say it with him getting the other guy getting killed and him trying to figure out you know it seems fishy wrap his head around like no i don't think this was suicide and just the more and then all leading up to them him just completely Putting Tilda Swinton on blast. <laughs> just absolutely fire hosing savagery toward her. So good. I'm Shiva, the goddess, the god of death. Yeah. And he does it all without yelling. He does it all right. without losing his temper. He gets frustrated and he gets tired and he gets exhausted. He never loses his temper. He never has his breakdown because he's the fixer. He's the janitor and he knows his role and he does it well. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. Just yeah, just a movie about a, someone doing their job really well. It was kind of depressing in a way, but also Certainly. really awesome. And just what all, you know, gets swept under the rug in the world, which actually happens. Yeah, like big corporations making bottom line decisions rather than like human decisions. Yeah. And this is a this is somebody catching a company doing that. Um, like a dark waters scenario. Have yeah, you seen Dark I Waters? Seen it, but I know with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, with Ruffalo. That yeah. one's based on a real story. But yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to watch that one soon too. That's a good companion film. I you bet. should watch it. I bet. Not as good as Michael Clayton. Yeah, Michael Clayton. But it's really good. And uh, but I think for me, what makes this so great is 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 you're seeing it through his eyes so well. Of like you're trying to figure out what's going on too, and so and I think so. Not only is the writing good for the dialogue, but um, the writing for like the storyline, yeah, is really like they somehow made what I just said. Oh yeah, uh, a law firm catching uh, the company that they're representing in a terrible, like inhumane lie, and then everyone, including other members of the law firm and the corporation, trying to cover it up. It's pretty like boring sounding, yeah. Like, and you know, but but the way they like that the, he's discovering it, and especially the friend whose name is uh, Tom Wilkinson. What else has he been? And I've definitely seen him. He's in Budapest. I don't remember him in Budapest. Yeah, he's not a huge role. Eternal Sunshine, Batman Begins. He's he's a lot of like he's kind of that. He's uh, that someone who you might recognize, you recognize but he's in everything. He's in a lot. He's in Mission Impossible. He's in A Rush Hour, Sense and Sensibility. He's in so many movies. Snowden, The Patriot. Wow. He did really good. But he's so good. He's a, he's going crazy because he's like trying to figure out because he's the lawyer on the case. And he's like, what he's is going on He's been going at it for here? six years. Yeah. And he's like, dude, they are killing people. And I love how good he is at his job, too. So and how good. Clooney's like, they're like, get me your top lawyer on this. And he's like, it's him. That's the, Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. And he's like, that's just it is like, he's He's the the top lawyer. Yeah. Oh dude. And so, yeah. So, and so, yeah. So I love how the story goes and somehow makes this into some sort of like thriller. 
You know it what does. I'm saying? It takes because you know there are stakes. Like they do try to take him, take they tr- take the friend, take Clooney, and so like the stakes are being raised as they're you know as they're trying to get the information out and try to catch them in their lie and to screw them. And so and so yeah, the the fact that they can make this kind of weird like corporate whatever lawyer story just so fun and so moving and so thrillery. And yeah. especially with the witty dialogue throughout from the other lawyers. I love Sidney Pollock's character. He's like the boss, like the lead, probably one of the, you know, firm's leading lawyers. Yeah. I love him. I, again, Tom Wilkinson or whatever, the uh, the friend. Um, there's so many good, good characters, not to mention Tilda Swinton, who I love. Um, again, one of my favorite actresses. She's a freaking chameleon. She can play any. She could literally play me and do it better than me. I, like she is so good at everything she does. I'd like to see that. She'd do great. You know she would. She would. You know she would. And so for her to play like this, like someone again who's almost just like screwed by the system, she's really good at what she does. Right. But then she's like caught up in this like kill like thing that's like this yeah like this agriculture thing is killing people, and they don't they're trying to cover it up, and she's kind of just she's like gone caught to up in measures, it. and she's caught up in it, and you can tell she's like insecure. Like I, what I loved was the, the the filmmaking of this of the portion where she would practice practice the speech say change a word and then it would show the delivery and she's like so much more confident so good good. and then it would go back to her yeah just shows that underbelly of like people who are so who are so powerful and charismatic i had my my fingers up you know doing quotation like it's like ooh, they're they're really human too you know agreed and so i thought that was a fascinating like just filmmaking exercise to like instead of just making her this brash corporate killer whatever yeah she is that but you see the insecurity but you see the yeah the underbelly like you said and i love that just that aspect of filmmaking and and, and world building and i agree. creating like it makes this way more like human and personal yeah and so you're seeing that from her and you're seeing and yeah and you're seeing all yeah you're just seeing all the pieces finally come together and like you said when it finally at the end when it all comes together and the pieces are all laid out in front of you and tilda's caught like and, and they figure it all out and then, the, and then, so not so not only does the the story come together. So again, writing, 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 writing. The story comes together, but then the dialogue. Yeah, like he goes on this on this monologue. I guess they're kind of back and forth a little bit, but it yeah. feels like a monologue where he's just just completely lays out and just just ends the the movie. It's just yeah. like this is Boom. done, and it's just for me like that's what like kicked like kicked for me like from a four star. So like a five star, it was like my favorite, one of my very favorite actors. Crescendo. Crescendo. Like we had a very good ending episode last week with yep. Black Swan and Whiplash. Honestly, this, this it's it's a tier below, of course. Come on. Well, what but isn't? what isn't? But it's for me, it's doing a similar thing where it's just like bang and it kicks yeah. you in the teeth and then he walks out and then the credits roll while he's like staring out the window. And I love that too. Staring out the window. Yeah, and him just know. sitting in the car oh. and just you can just see his mind just like kind of calming down yeah. but also like victorious but also like thinking of what he has to do next like yeah. all in one dude yeah yeah <laughs> so, anyway, so one of one a great review on letterbox which you like so i yeah. saw it yeah it says you know when you're a kid <laughs> you know when you're a kid and your dad is watching a movie and you're like this is boring i'm going to go play gamecube <laughs> and then you grow up and watch it and it's really good i don't know if my dad has ever seen michael clayton but this is one of those movies yeah Dude, heck yeah. Yeah. Max would look at this and be like, this is boring. Yeah, what where's, do we where's the switch? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this movie, you do have to pay attention. I don't think this is another one of those movies where if you're on your phone throughout. Don't do it. Distracted. Yeah. No, you're you're going to get nothing out of it. You won't get it. Yeah. But if you do put in the commitment and pay attention, it's very rewarding. Yep. And I think Sean likes those movies. Interestingly, you really like movies that are. You can be on your phone and watch like Ocean's Eleven is really fun. You yeah, know? but you furious. also love. I feel like you presented a lot of movies that you kind of have to be invested. And, yeah, you have and to it, do it'll this. Be a payoff. Yeah, you have to do this. So. You have to be in it. So next week, anyway, please watch those movies. I love them. Michael Clayton. You almost certainly haven't seen. Yeah, that one's recommend it. Pay attention to least known. Ocean's Eleven. Go watch it again if you've seen. Yeah, it. you've seen it. Next week we're doing. We have a Wes Anderson film coming out this week with Asteroid City. We're not doing that one because we don't want to spoil it or anything. We haven't seen it, but the two that we are doing are Moonrise Kingdom 
and Grand Budapest Hotel. So we're going to get way into Ralph Fiennes. A and, birthday and gift to ourselves. Yep. It's our birthday this week. Shout out to us for existing. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Wes Mom. Anderson. Shout out to Mom for I'm going to watch all his films between now and then. I'm already like three in. I've watched a few I'm as well. I'm very excited. We'll talk about it. Anyway, see you, Grand Budapest. You missed out. Moonrise Kingdom. That's Haywood's take on, on Hollywood, Hollywood, baby.